Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 115. Hey, Richers, how are you today? It's Monday again, and I'm so excited to be here like I am on every Monday morning. My guest today, Kevin L. Jackson, changed my mind about cloud computing. And I believe he will change your mind too. But what he kept saying again and again, he kept talking about the need of listening to your customers. He's saying, every business is about addressing the customer's need and wants. Entrepreneurs, he said, fail when they stop or don't even start listening to their customers' wants and needs. And I want to tell you that for the last 12 years, I've been working with entrepreneurs exactly about that and about how to identify what the biggest market opportunity is for them and how to use this knowledge and this understanding of their customers to gain much more paying customers' revenue and growth. And this is exactly a free training that I just lately launched. And I want to invite each and every one of you to this free training on Thursday, June 20th at 3 p.m. East or 12 p.m. Pacific. So go to richomiss.com backslash free training and save your spot for this free masterclass. I'm waiting for you and I'll see you there and we're going to have a great time. If you're hearing that after June 20th, 2019, go to the richomis.com homepage and register to the next free training. And now, let's talk about Kevin. Kevin L. Jackson, Advanced Technology and Business Strategy Expert. Kevin L. Jackson is a globally recognized cloud computing expert thought leader, industry influencer, and founder, author of the award-winning Cloud Musings blog. He has also been recognized as a top 5G influencer on Alitica 2019, a top 1,000 tech blogger, Rice Social Media 2019, and provides integrated social media services to AT&T, Bosch, Ericsson, and other leading companies. As an associate consultant with A.T. Kearney, he provided cloud computing and cybersecurity management consulting services to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Other internationally recognized firms that have sponsored articles authored by him include Cisco, Microsoft, Citrix, and IBM. Mr. Jackson has also been featured in podcasts and online video with Dell Intercorporation, O'Reilly Media, and National Public Radio. In May 2018, 
he was awarded an Information Security Leadership Award for his work in the U.S. federal government sector by the President, International Information System Security Certification Consortium. Kevin L. Jackson, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Well, thank you very much, Hayat. It is a pleasure. I'm so happy you're here. And you have so many interesting things that I want to ask you about. I just shared with my audience what you've done until now. And I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and most passionate about today and where are you heading? Well, great. Well, thanks again for having me on your show. So I started GovCloud Network up. 2013, because after retiring from the U.S. Navy, I worked as a corporate executive for, for many, many years. And during that time, I grew my expertise in applying advanced technology to seemingly intractable business challenges. Yeah. That often led to the development of novel internet-based information brokerage businesses models that would interact with mobile devices because I was doing a lot of work with the military and with the government and the intelligence community. And, you know, they have, you know, they were like the only people that had these large global networks hmm. and had the money and the urgency to actually build and deploy the solutions that I was thinking of. But eventually, wow. but eventually, all of that turned into cloud computing, and, and my ideas became commercially viable. Hmm. So after I was repeatedly urged to start my own business, I started GovCloud Network in 2013 as sort of like being an industry partner uh, capable of providing integrated social media and cloud computing and cybersecurity consultancy. And this was targeted to organizations that wanted to leverage advanced technology. You talk a lot about the cloud mm -hmm. as a place for business. And I want to try to understand how do you defer it from, you know, the cloud that you are only using in order to have a wider place for online or to storage your things? What is right. the difference? What is this business thing about your cloud? <laughs> well, actually, it's all about information, as I talked about a second ago. Today, everything is about knowledge. You have to know people. You got to communicate with people. And the largest businesses on earth are about identifying information sources and information sinks. Hmm. For instance, the largest taxi cab company in the world is Uber, and they have no physical cars, right, right. right? They find people that need a ride, and they identify people that were willing to give a ride. And that's an information exchange. Definitely, that's right. It's, it's an information brokerage. Hmm. So what I saw I was doing that for the military with respect to knowing where the enemy was, uh, knowing where resources were, and having people that need to know information 
connecting with people that knew the information. Did you deal with intelligence in the military or you took it from another angle? No, I was in intelligence. I actually, sure. I was a, uh, a carrier pilot in the Navy and I flew E2Cs or Hawkeyes. And oh. in doing that, uh, my job was managing the battle space and it was managing information. <laughs> that's that's hmm. what I did. So when you look at business, it's information about what your customers and clients need and where they could get that information. And cloud computing is a platform for collecting information and delivering information. So all of the new business models are really information models. Mm. And we are moving from a physical business world to a virtual business world. Yeah, it's not only the business world. Today we are living in both the physical and the virtual, not only with the business world. We are there all over. Yeah, well, absolutely. And things like social media, That's, that's information exchange, and it's the platform that social media rides on, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, is a cloud computing platform. Mm-hmm. If you think about banks, the largest bank in the world is a virtual bank, uh, PayPal, sure. that's built on top of a cloud. Uh, so uh, we think about Uh, blockchain, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin is built on top of a cloud, and it's all about managing information and managing data. I think it's such an interesting point of view, because first of all, you're talking about PayPal and Facebook and, and Google, and it's uh-huh. right, they are cloud, but nobody called it cloud back then. It was like, this <laughs> right. is the internet, but uh, yeah. It's very interesting the way you see that, and you're talking about the information. I mean, if you would ask me about Facebook before I talked with you, I wouldn't talk about only the information. I, I would talk about the need to share and the ability to share, perhaps. And, uh, but you are right. It's all about sharing information. <laughs> exactly. And your ability, I mean, your podcast, for instance. Yeah. It gives you the ability to reach out to millions, but you can do it in a parallel fashion, and you don't even need to be there. That's right. You record the podcast once. You are creating information. Then you distribute that information to millions, leveraging the power of the Internet. Always, and that power is cloud computing. I always mm. say it's leveraging the global and parallel nature of cloud. That's what makes you successful as an entrepreneur. Hmm. First of all, thank you. And yes, that's exactly what we are doing. I would call it content, but it is information. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and you are an entrepreneur yourself, because actually, I really think you are inventing, you didn't invent the cloud, but you are inventing well, the way you offer us to look at it which I think is very interesting. Yeah, well, one of the things is that many organizations, large and small, and even entrepreneurs, 
don't really know how to leverage information in their position as an information broker. The large companies, they have a lot of content, as you said, but they didn't see how to leverage social media, for instance, to establish and maintain a dialogue with their customers. Hmm. So they didn't think about using social media as a conduit for their own information. You mentioned large and small organizations. Who are your customers? Who are you working with? So uh, today we're proud to partner with many global leaders like AT&T and Dell, Ericsson, Bosch out of Germany, Citrix, and IBM. Wow. But the common driver for all of them is how to become or maintain their industry leadership. It's been really lucky for us that advanced solutions that they need, like blockchain, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and a fifth-generation telecommunications sure. called 5G, they all have cloud computing and cybersecurity as foundational elements. And we're just lucky that that's our expertise. <laughs> you're not just lucky, you probably were, you were very clever to adapt this expertise in this way. But again, I think, you know, marketing is all about a perception in the mind of the customer. Mm -hmm. And I think what is so interesting, it, you are really taking all this world, this new world that we all know by now, yep. but you are bringing it in a very unique way. The way you're talking about the information, the way you are talking about connecting your audience and sharing this information, and the way you're looking at cloud, because again, until today, until not today, because I read about you a bit earlier, <laughs> but until I got to know you a bit and to read what you're writing about, I used to look at the cloud as a platform and mainly as a platform that has a place to storage a lot of things. Mm -hmm. When you're bringing it as the information base and uh, you're talking about the strength of it, not just for the storaging, but for the sharing, it's very interesting. It's a very different point of view. Well, see, every business is about addressing the customer's needs and wants. Entrepreneurs fail when they stop listening to their prospective customers' wants and needs. So true, but mainly when they don't start listening to them because they came from their idea. Yeah. And they don't even start listening. They know everything, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. And, that's, and that could be the biggest failure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You need to understand the marketplace and... That means not only talking to the marketplace and telling them what your ideas are, but listening for their response with respect to your ideas. And the most important aspect of that is listening. In today's world, you can broadcast, but you can also leverage social media to listen. To listen, right. It's the best way. 
you know, we used to pay so much money for researchers mm -hmm. to ask customers questions when I was, you know, in Nokia and Lipton and uh, back in the old traditional world. But today, everything is out there. People are looking in Google for what they're interested in, and they're talking through that, and they're talking in social media, and they're using questions and answers sites. So everything is out there exactly like all this information about what the customers are looking for is out there. Right. And entrepreneurs fail by not leveraging this powerful resource. Um, and in, in fact, when I first started GovCloud Network, I was, I was that. I would say, well, I have a great idea. I know how to leverage this technology. All I have to do is go out and tell everyone what I can do, and I'll be successful. <laughs> But so it was like, um, so my, my plan was, was basically that, tell everyone how good I was and, and make money. <laughs> So like the first like days after I, you know, I quit my last um, full-time job, I got a contract um, and it was a lucrative contract. Um, and I said, see, you know, I was right. But two months after that, I lost the contract because oh. I wasn't listening to my customer. Hmm. So less than a week after I, um, I, you know, I had no income and, and a mortgage and kids in college. And that gets you <laughs> focused real quick. So, um, you know, after that, I got a couple of more clients, but the revenue wasn't enough to pay all my bills. So I actually had to go back to work, a nine to five job at a lower pay oh. while I was while I was building my business part-time on the side. Eventually, I built up enough clients to quit the other job and stay full-time with GovCloud. But the lesson I learned was never stop listening to your customer. <laughs> it's so beautiful, but how did you realize that it's the listening that you missed? Well, because the client told me after the fact, they said that although your ideas were great, you didn't take into account our specific environment, our specific needs, our specific wants. Hmm. All right. So well, um, that actually got me into social media, because that enabled me to listen to the entire marketplace not just a single client. So the result hmm. was we focused on building a very strong bi-directional social media presence that allows us to have a continuous conversation with the marketplace. So we focus on listening through social media. Social media has become hmm. our marketplace sensor It's also our communications conduit and a huge ear for listening. It is. And I want to ask you, what, you're an entrepreneur, and it seems like you know a lot of entrepreneurs. And I want to ask you, what would be your best advice to entrepreneurs regarding approaching their customers? Although you said 
a very good <laughs> advice, which was listening to them. Yeah, you actually answered all my questions before I asked them, <laughs> because you talked about a failure without I even had a chance to ask my failure question. And you gave entrepreneurs, and, and it's, it's great, it's fantastic, but, and you gave entrepreneurs your advice to listen, but I want to ask you what would be your best advice to them. Would you take it deeper or would you talk about something else? What would be your best advice to entrepreneurs? So um, really to understand the goals of your client, understand the goals of, their, of the marketplace and make sure that you establish and maintain a dialogue, but more important, look at appropriate and effective metrics that prove that you're actually achieving the goal of listening. Hmm. Because you, you can't just sit back on your laurels. Um, one, my largest contract that, that we've won was over one a half a million U.S. dollars, oh. and it was a it was a direct result of listening through social media. There was this um, large multinational was really struggling to identify a market yeah. for an important new service that they had just launched. Yeah, we showed them how to properly leverage social media to establish a continuing dialogue with their most important customers in the C-suite. They didn't even believe us when we told them that, yes, there are CEOs, there are executives, there are decision makers on social media. <laughs> and you could go to them, present your information, and they can respond to that unfiltered, only if you leverage it properly. And, and that led to our very first large win. We, we were able to deliver value to them. And in return, they made our company profitable for the first time ever. Hmm. So we continue to replicate that model in helping our other clients. So, so have a goal as an entrepreneur, always have a goal to help the client by delivering value. I love that. And I think we used to say always, what is it for me? We mm -hmm. always have to ask from the, point of, <laughs> from the point of view of our customer, what is it for me? Yes. You talked about having some measurements to make sure that you are listening. Can you talk a bit about that? Can you explain what do you mean? What kind of measurements or what kind of goals well, can we put in order to make sure that we are listening. properly listening? Yeah. Great, great question. Um, I mean, today, you're not a business unless you have a website, right? Right. So it is because of actually free tools on Google, like Google Analytics, for instance, you can actually put sensors on your website to tell you how long customers are staying on your website, right. what pages they are looking at. So, so your website is a way of transmitting, a way of talking, and the time that your prospective customers 
stay on your website is a response. So if they stay, if you have a lot of bounces, as they call, and there's yeah. an actual metric that says bounce rate, sure. if your bounce rate is like 90%, your customers aren't, listen, aren't interested. You got to listen to that and say, well, I need to put something different on my website if they're not interested in it. So you change your content to drive your bounce rate down to, you know, 15, 10%. That means you're listening to your customers. The same thing with respect to how many pages does your average visitor stay on your website? If they only come for one page and go away, they're talking to you. They're saying you have nothing of interest. I see no value in what you're presenting. But if they're staying to look at three, four, five, six pages, they're saying something else. They're saying, you know, there's something here. There's something I want. <laughs> I love that. And um, actually, you told us about a very big failure and how you use that to establish your concept of listening. Mm -hmm. And then you also told us about a very big success and how you won the, the first very big contract. And I just want to make sure and to, and to ask you whether you have some more failure or success you would like to share or I oh, will... Oh, yeah. Oh, please do. Well, actually, kind of outside of the business realm, I said before that I was, uh, I was in the military and I was a pilot in the military. Oh. But one of the most traumatic instances in my life was when I was a student pilot in the military. Yeah. And I had a check ride and I actually failed the check ride. Oh. My my instructor, you know, I went up, I, I did different maneuvers and my instructor said, those weren't good enough. You'll never become a Navy pilot. So he failed me. Oh. I felt like a failure, all right? I, because someone else was telling me um, I thought I would never become a pilot. And that was my lifelong ambition. Uh, but I told myself that it was only me that could cause me to fail. Hmm. That if I worked hard and continued to focus, I would eventually be successful. And that's what entrepreneurs need to know and understand. When you are an entrepreneur, your business becomes your life. Sure. But you learn how to be an entrepreneur by successfully living. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Sure. And, but um, did you become a pilot? You did, isn't it? Yes, I did. So I, become wow. a, I became a carrier pilot. I have over 3,000 uh, flight hours. I actually become wow. a flight instructor. And uh, I enjoyed it. It was great. Hmm. That's fantastic. It is a big success. I think um, one of the things that is very important, and I would like to emphasize that, that you said, is that I think a lot of entrepreneurs are understood and they're about not giving up. Mm -hmm. However, they are not giving up, but many times they are not finding the way to succeed. Just staying there again and again and again. <laughs> And I think one of the things that you said successfully 
find the way. So it's not only not giving up, it's finding the way to succeed. Yeah, one of the things I do in my personal life is that every year I make a five-year plan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so For your so, business or for your private life? Uh, for both. I started, wow. I started it off with my private life, right? When I was in high school, I said I wanted to be a pilot. So I read books on to about pilots, what they did, what schools they went to, what type of training they had. And I found out that you had to be good at math. You had to be good at physics. Most of the, the best pilots were um, test pilots, and they all went to the uh, U.S. Naval Academy or the Air Force Academy, which are our biggest military schools in the United States. Yeah. So I made that as my goal. Hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to work hard in math. I work hard in physics and I'll apply to the Naval Academy and the Air Force Academy. Wow. I, I made that as a goal in my sophomore year. And then in my junior year, I looked at it again and said, am I, am I on target for doing that? How are my grades? What do I have to do to apply to the Naval Academy and so forth? And so every year I look at what I want to be in five years and I make course corrections. Hmm. So I entered the Naval Academy in, after I graduated in 1975. And I, I, uh, after I graduated from high school, then I graduated from the Naval Academy in uh, 1979. In fact, I'm doing my uh, 40th anniversary of our graduation and commissioning oh. uh, later this year. So, so congratulations. I do that. Well, thank you. But I do that in business as well. Every year, I say, where should GovCloud Network be in five years? What do we need to do to get there? So entrepreneurs could take that as a way of doing course corrections to their business plan. Well, I love this advice, and I'm going to use it for myself as well. <laughs> I do it, but not for five years. I think we should come back to the five years plan somehow in the way of the instant world. I shortened the plans for two and three years. Mm -hmm. I think we should come back to five years. I think you're right here. And I want to ask you, can you recommend the best or most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing, or sales. However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you, that yeah. we can learn from you and take to our lives. So, I mean, I've said a lot about social media. Yes, you did. And, and the reason is because it gives you a way of, of, of marketing, of telling people about what you do, and of listening to their response without spending a lot of money. And you can also set specific goals based on establishing and maintaining a dialogue uh, with your customers. So 
that's been a very effective digital tool uh, for us, and it keeps us focused on the customers. Hmm. I love it. I think it's one of the best tools today, and I think not many entrepreneurs know how to use that. I mean, it's so easy to go and put money on Facebook <laughs> and not really look for the discussion or for the listening. Yeah. You may want to identify a business partner that could work with you as an entrepreneur to better hone your skills with respect to uh, social media. Hmm. You know, there are many factors that actually affect one's success. But I mm-hmm. do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us to win. And I want to ask you what made it for you? What is your one key success factor? Well, um, that's a good question. And I have an answer to that, but it may surprise you in that my three children call Lance and Lauren have really taught me the most important lessons about life. Yeah. The, the importance of family and the fact that you could never stop being a parent. And that actually translates to business in that you should always appreciate the importance of your business partners, just like you appreciate family. And that you could never stop thinking about how to help your clients, just like a parent never stops thinking about how to help their children. The partners in business, because no one company, no one entity can satisfy all the wants and needs of any client. Okay. So if you understand the wants and needs, you will probably need to partner with another business to satisfy those wants and needs. Those are your partners. That will be your business family. And then you're talking about taking care of your customers the way you are taking care of your children. Yes. Hmm, love it. <laughs> love it. And it is. It did surprise me. And actually, nobody said that before. And... It's a beautiful answer. I do think, of course, I believe that my family and uh, my husband and my children are definitely the most important thing in my life. Right. And I do think, and I do talk about that uh, being a parent made me a better manager or business person. However, I didn't think that uh, this is the most important business factor in life. It's an interesting way of looking at it. So I like that. <laughs> and finally, we came to my mountain question. And so, <laughs> you warned me about that. Yeah, I warned you about that. Because I know I have customers that said, look, I'm indoor guy. I'm not an outdoor guy. I can't answer that. <laughs> But you can take. the mountain Christian to so many places. And as I told you, I've been imagining for years, this journey of marketing and of building an idea and a desire or perception in the mind of the customer mm-hmm. as climbing a mountain, which listening is probably the base, the camp 
you can't go anywhere without <laughs> being there. But, you know, step after step after step. And then in one moment, I started to ask my guests. And that's what I ask you, whether you ever climbed the mountain or wish to climb a mountain. And although I talk about physically or literally a mountain, you can take it wherever you want to. So what is your mountain answer? Well, you know, I've, I've actually, I've never climbed a, a mountain, so to speak. I've My son, uh, Carl, and I used to do a lot of hiking in the backwoods. There were these big, you know, hills or, or small mountains, I guess. You know, not the Himalayas, but it, they would be fairly steep, and, <laughs> and we would get winded, and we would be helping each other to get up to the top. And it was always nice to get up. But there's also a mountain that we call life. Hmm. that we always have to be climbing. And I think it's important to never give up climbing on the mountain of life. People have asked me, for instance, when would I retire? And I say, I'll never retire <laughs> because, because being relevant to society gives me life. I mean, your business delivers value to society And in return, you feel good about living. So never give up on life by always staying relevant. Hmm. Keep climbing. Beautiful. I love this mountain answer. <laughs> And I just want to ask you, what is the best way to contact you and to be in touch with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Well, as I said, I'm always listening on social media. So uh, Twitter at GovCloud and at Kevin underscore Jackson on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn as GovCloud and Kevin L. Jackson and also on Facebook. So we're always listening. We're always interested in building partnerships and helping anyone that's trying to climb that mountain of life. Hmm. Beautiful. And we will, of course, have all these links in the show notes of this interview. Kevin, it has been a pleasure. I enjoyed every minute of that. Uh, yeah, And... this was fun. Please uh, ask me back. <laughs> I'll like to... Uh, I will. This was fun. I will. And I think you brought really, um, you know, talking about cloud, it's probably the thing that everybody talks about. But mm -hmm. you are talking about it from a different perspective, and I love that, and I enjoy that. It's so interesting, and thank you so much for coming. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, and take care, and keep climbing. I know you will. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.